0: Well, hi there, folks. Welcome to Stinchfield, the podcast. I want to talk about the CIA covering for the Chinese Communist Party. You know, we know that the COVID virus, the China virus, came from the lab. All the evidence shows that it came from the lab. But it turns out the CIA may have been paying off animal virus to change their assessment from a lab leak to... Passed by an animal in that wet market, zoological. Come on, all baloney. But the uh, the thought that the CIA would actually pay off its own analysts to change their assessment to me is out of control, and it's more proof that sadly the U.S. government, many factions of it, the deep state, is in cahoots with the Chinese Communist Party. So with that, Stinchfield starts right now. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stinchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining me. As always, uh, my guest today is Nicole Tsai with the new federal state of China. Nicole, it is great to have you on the program. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, so, Nicole, I was talking to you about this idea that uh, the CIA was paying off whistleblowers, or, or excuse me, the whistleblowers say the CIA was paying off analysts to change their tune about the lab leak. What's your assessment of this?
1: Well, this is really a bombshell report, very shocking to all of us, because, because CIA, hey, they're not scientists. They're not a vi- virologist. So what's the incentive and what's the motivation for them to cover up the real origin of the CCP virus. Everybody knows, and even people who work inside the lab has blown you know the whistles that it, it the, the CCP virus is manufactured in that lab. And so it's a fact. And why the why the CIA officials want to pay the people to cover up the origin. This is a very important question because you know we are we the taxpayers are relying on government agencies like the CIA and FBI to protect our safety, but yeah. to the contrary, they're not—they're withholding very important information, the very truth that can save our life uh, from the public view. I
0: think what we've learned following uh, this virus is that we can no longer trust government anymore. That the government entities inside the United States have have been lying to us about so many things. Why do you think, Nicole, the CIA would cover for the CCP? What is their motivation to cover for the CCP?
1: Well, according to some bombshell reporting from our founder and leader of the NFSC, Mao Guo, that some CIA, CIA officials have business in communist China. And so this is this is not surprising to people in this country because a lot of the people have, you know, in powerful positions, they either have direct investment in communist China or they're doing business behind their ordinary job. And so they have investment. And once you have investment in China, the CCP can hold your investment or business yeah. in China as a hostage against you. Yeah, the and power. It, it, it's yeah, it's, it's just like if I'm speaking truth here, if I have loved ones back in China, they'll harass my loved ones and say, you know, Nicole has to shut up. Otherwise, we will kill your relatives in China. So if CC, if CIA, some CIA officials, have business in China or family running business in China, you know, their their business in China will be threatened yeah. if they disclose the true origin of the COVID-19. So and I think that's my only assessment here. And you've, got money. To,
0: you've got to believe that these CIA agents know the potential risk of this, of doing business in China. But the money becomes so powerful and they're willing to risk that and their families and those kinds of things. You mentioned Miles Guo, who who is sitting in a federal prison right now, I believe, being politically persecuted for speaking up against the Chinese Communist Party. Um, I've got a clip of him. This goes back to February of 2023. So just earlier this year, talking about what you were talking about. Let me play that and then we will uh, we'll talk about that. I've told you before about sitting down with high-ranking CIA officials and discussing these
2: matters. He said, Miles, we will not take down the CCP. The CCP serves the interests of Americans, and I think it's crazy to try to take them down.
0: Americans will not
2: join you in taking down the CCP.
0: Then I asked him,
2: before you came today, I already knew that you sold software to the Communist China for over 30 million dollars. Is this true or false? He was shocked.
1: I said, we never
2: expected the US to take down the CCP. We only want you to stop supporting the CCP economically, technologically, and militarily. Once you stop supporting the CCP, we will take them down very quickly. He said it was impossible that this would happen. I was sitting next to three people at that time, the head of a certain fund, who was the CEO of Soros, the second person was a younger version of Soros, whose name I cannot tell you, and the third person was a fund tycoon from Texas. We were all together. He said that if the US wanted to withdraw its investment in communist China, the US economy would be halved, the world economy would collapse, and so will the supply chain. The US is going to have a big problem, even a revolution.
3: This conversation
2: happened around the end of 2017 to the start of 2018.
0: All right, Nicole, so all that really is bombshell reporting. When you listen to what Biles is saying there and, and what others are saying, what do you make of what he just laid out there?
1: Well, I think he was describing a very common phenomena that not only the CIA officials, probably some U.S. senators and congressmen. We know for sure Mitch McConnell's wife, um, Elaine Chow, and you know their whole campaign and fa- family fund uh, came from Elaine Chow's father, who runs a big shipping business in Commerce China, subsidized by the CCP government. And so there are many politicians and lawmakers and legislators and even, you know, people serve the U.S. justice system have private business in communist China. And the CCP can use this business ties as a um, hostage against their political Career, so you know, I'm I'm not shocked, but this is very sad for the American people to know. And in fact, most American people will not have access to this kind of bombshell reporting mm-hmm. because no mainstream media is going to report that. Uh, in fact, um, yesterday the House Select Committee on the CCP the, they held a a roundtable discussion about the CCP's propaganda in this country. You know what? They found out many mainstream media in this country have been bought out by the CCP. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, I tell people don't trust the mainstream media because they have been compromised. They need to tune in to Stinchfield, to Real American Voice and uh, many other American patriots, their podcast and, uh, you know, their shows because, you know, it's we the people who are going to tell the truth.
0: Well... That is, I believe, where the truth is coming, from outlets like that and ours, and I appreciate the, the kind words there. Um, there was a hearing in Congress. You mentioned this hearing in Congress. This is a select committee on the, on the CCP. I want to play Congressman Gallagher, is, is who it is, explaining these Wall Street executives that testify before Congress. And when you hear all the folks listening out there, what these Wall Street executives wanted Congress to do, to hide their identities, because they don't want the CCP knowing. This is outrageous. We're Americans. If anybody should be trying trying to run scared, it should be the CCP from us, not us from the CCP. But that's not the case. Let me play this clip from you from, uh, from Congressman Gallagher.
2: Almost everyone we met with, with a few exceptions, has asked that we keep their identities secret.
0: Uh... If you think about it these are the same people that have no problem going to hong kong and beijing and you know dancing with leo hud various conferences
2: uh and yet when they meet with members of congress it's like we're in some witness protection program and we have to shuttle them around uh which i kind of think
0: gets to the maybe it's related to the wolf warrior point or just we're so sensitive to the reaction in fact we had people tell us explicitly that their Chinese LPs would object if they knew they were meeting with us. Uh, That kind of crystallizes, I think, the dilemma we face and how difficult it is to mobilize action in light of those concerns. Uh, So there you have it, Nicole. Uh, He's basically saying that (laughs) the Chinese Communist Party folks are scared to meet with them. Scared. How do we get to a point like this? The, the Wall Street executives, rather?
1: Yes, and uh, we're talking about probably the Wall Street bankers and fund managers and CEOs who probably have been you know in high profile. CCP propaganda shaking the hands of Xi Jinping and now in their own country on the US soil, they are afraid of being seen talking to Congressman McGallagher about the CCP's financial risk and, uh, you know, security threat to America. I mean, this is really pathetic. At the same time, we know the CCP must have got something on them, because uh, as Mao School have, you know, told us repeatedly, that CCP either have like small videotapes, like, you know, when these politicians or Wall Street bankers and business executives visiting Beijing, Shanghai, or Hong Kong, the CCP will send, you know, prostitutes to knock on their door, and then everything will be recorded on the videotape. So if one day you're going to say something you know, um, critical of the CCP government, they'll show these tapes to your wife and to destroy re- your reputation. So this is how the CCP got the complete compliance and obedience uh, from the Wall Street bankers and even some politicians.
0: You know, in many respects, I don't understand how these executives could be so dumb. I mean, here I am. I know that the CCP engages in this activity. I know that it, it, they what a honeypot, right, or a honey trap, they call it. And, and they run these operations. How can you be so dumb to fall for this stuff? And yet they do.
1: Well, remember, in in the CCP is a is a lawless country and it's like a wild west and there's no morality and there's a lack of belief in God because the CCP deprived the people of the religious freedom. So when people, American corporations and business executives traveling in China, they became quickly corrupted because if you don't take bribe, sex bribe or financial bribe, you know, you will not be able to succeed in doing business because that's part, part of the you know, requirement for any, you know, business practice in China. So this is an environment that forces people to be corrupted because clean people and people who have high moral, you know, standard will not survive in that kind of uh, environment.
0: To me, what's so troubling is you have Wall Street executives that are now going to go to meet with members of Congress. But if you don't stand firm for what you believe in, if you're afraid that someone's going to hear what you're saying? To me, that tells me you are not convicted. You are not You are not being bold in your beliefs. I live by one rule, Nicole. And, and I think, well, there's a couple rules. But, but one of the most important rules I live by. I don't say anything to anybody that I wouldn't feel comfortable being on the front page of the New York Times or being run by one of the major networks. And I try not to say anything that I wouldn't want my grandmother to hear me say. If I live by those two rules, I don't care who I'm talking to. You can go tell the world. You can go shout it from the mountain. Stinchfield said this. Stinchfield said that because I believe in what I say. But now you have Wall Street executives going to members of Congress that are so afraid that somebody else is going to know what they're saying. To me, that's where our money is with these people that can't stand up for their own beliefs.
1: And that's why, Grant, you're not working in Wall Street. You're working in the media. And that's why you got so many people follow you and becoming part of the Stinchfield army. Because, hey, Wall Street people, they're a coward. They don't stand up for anything. They're, I, I don't believe they're proud of being American citizen because they're, they're afraid of standing up to the CCP. And so they're so used to, you know, be, you know, trading with a dictatorship for money, and they don't care. They're I, I don't believe they're proud of Ameri- being American citizen because they're they're afraid of standing up to the CCP, yeah. and so they're so used to you know be you know trading with a dictatorship for money and they don't care about how american people whether american people will benefit from from such a trade or or business relationship they just don't care all they care is about their personal pocket which is the reason why that in this country we need a president like trump because he is the voice of we the people the silent majority he does care about we the people who have been forgotten by the yeah. wall street to buy the elites
0: well he certainly does and uh the ccp xi jinping uh, the president of china i promise you was scared of president trump probably the last guy he wants back in office because he knows he can't run ramshot over the rest of the world with president trump in, in office um the idea of us decoupling from China economically, I believe is a very good one. I think it sends a message to China. It also puts us on a path to independence from China. We rely on so many things from them. You and I talk about this all the time. And then you get Joe Biden, who goes overseas for the G20. Um, Xi Jinping, by the way, doesn't show up for the G20. Nicole, what does that say? I'm going to play this clip from Joe Biden. But first of all, what does that say to America, to Joe Biden, that Xi Jinping doesn't show up to the G20 summit.
1: So you know she did not go to the G20 because you know you know they they didn't work out the details because she wanted to uh, help Joe Biden with the 2024 presidential election and then ask the U.S. to remove all the sanctions against. The CCP and it didn't work out. So she, she didn't go. And Biden, you know what? He went, you know, he wanted to build a good relationship or better relationship with India and also with Vietnam. You know, Vietnam is a very close ally to CCP. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, Biden is willing to build a relationship with a communist government called Vietnam in order to counter the CCP's threat in the Indo-Pacific area, we know years ago when Trump was in the White House, he was trying to break the alliance between Russia and China, and but he got criticized and and for by the, you know, elites and uh, mainstream media for being close to Russia. No, that's his part of the strategy. He wants to break the alliance between CCP and Russia. It, you know, if we had Trump in the White House and if his foreign policy got implemented, we didn't even have to see the formation of a new axis of evil between Russia, North Korea and CCP. And right now we see that those three countries are forming a very powerful threat, you know, to challenge America's leadership on the world stage.
0: So I want to take this step by step because you bring up some very important points. I want to talk about Vietnam and I want to talk about uh, uh, Russia and North Korea. And Xi Jinping, of course, in China, helping facilitate this very dangerous relationship for the United States. Uh, But first, let me play this clip from you from from Joe Biden when he was on his uh, disastrous tour overseas. But uh, here's Joe Biden.
3: So really what this trip is about, it was less about containing China. I, I, I don't want to contain China. I just want to make sure we have a relationship with China that is on the up and up, squared away. Everybody knows what it's all about.
0: I don't want to contain China, he says. Your response?
1: Well, it's quite ironic that, uh, you know, he got criticized by the CCP um, state media and the government for being a two-faced politician because the CCP said, Joe Biden said he did not want to contain China, but on the other hand, he's building stronger uh, relationship with Vietnam and uh, with India And so in CCP's eyes, uh, Joe Biden is playing like a different strategy and trying to, you know, build a stronger, uh, you know, uh, friendship with other countries in the Indo-Pacific area. So I think that, you know, he's being um, vague and, uh, you know, but he got criticized by the CCP, interestingly. And so I, I think, again, he's like the Wall Street executives. He's not afraid to speak up his mind. If you want to contain CCP, just say it. Just say and it. your approval rating will go up.
0: The, the reality is I don't think he wants to contain China because him and his family are making money off of China, as we've seen with with Hunter Biden. And now we've got an impeachment inquiry that is going to be playing out that Joe Biden and the, and the Biden family has been profiting, just like the Wall Street executives have off of China for a long time. So he doesn't want to say anything about it. Let me play for you a clip Um Nicole, uh, we're talking with Nicole Sai of the new federal state of China, whose whose aim is to take out the CCP and, and ultimately uh, return China back to the people, quite frankly. This is Gina Raimondo, the uh, secretary of commerce, um, talking about China and, and her recent trip there. Listen,
3: like American soft power in the form of our great brands can help to deescalate. There's over a thousand Starbucks in Shanghai and
1: growing. So not decoupling our economy is is critical,
3: not just for our economy, but for our national security.
0: I find it interesting. She says the exact opposite of what we say, Nicole.
1: Well, you know, for American companies like Starbucks, I would ask to see their financial balance sheet and find out whether they're making money or not. Because we know the youth unemployment in CCP country is skyrocketing, that the CCP has already stopped accounting and the domestic uh, economy is in big trouble and people are stopped buying things because they cannot even afford to buy a home and people are not getting married. Young people are not having kids. I mean, you know, and you're talking about Starbucks going, you know, doing great business in Congress of China. I don't think so. I think corporate America has always been, you know, shy about disclosing the real business situation Mm -hmm. in china if they got raided if they got you know bullied by the ccp government regulation they do not speak up because they fear their next quarter earning call will go down and investors will lose confidence so this is called the syndrome of bettered wife and i don't think uh, gina Raimondo is protecting american companies best interest in communist china
0: yeah Um, explain to me the analogy. So so the battered wife syndrome is that they're sticking up for their abuser.
1: Absolutely. So I learned this term from the co-author with Peter Navarro on the book uh, called Death by China. And his name is Greg Autry. He's an economic professor uh, in California. He coined this term, uh, you know, a few years ago when he studied the American companies doing business in China. Actually, uh, companies like uh, Coca-Cola, Disney, and many great brands, household name brands that people know in this country, they are losing money in China, mm-hmm. and they have been spending a ton of investment in China, but those investments re- re- uh, investment are not giving them a decent return, but they are afraid of telling the investors and mainstream media are not going to report about their income loss because they worry that this will send a uh, message to the the Wall Street, to the investors, uh, and people will lose confidence that that will affect their profitability and quarterly earning. And then if they report to the US government over the last several years, U.S. government is doing nothing to help these American companies. Mm. The U.S. trade representative, they'll do nothing. And so this is like leaving the U.S. companies doing business in China to be bullied. And uh, so this is called the better wife uh, uh, syndrome. If you speak up, you get beaten up more by the husband, which wow. is the CCP government. And so you you better just suck up and ju- ju- just forbear.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a good analogy because that is, that is clearly, I believe, what is happening. Um, Elon Musk, you know, we were talking about Vietnam. Elon Musk has had some talks thoughts about Taiwan and things. I want to play a clip from, from Elon. But first, let me ask you about Vietnam because uh, Joe Biden was talking about the importance of Vietnam and maybe partnering with them. Could Vietnam help us decouple from China?
1: No, absolutely not. Because Vietnam is a communist government. Let's remember that Vietnam is a communist government, and uh, Joe Biden is elevating the U.S. relationship with Vietnam, and uh, you know because they want to have more trade and economic relations with this with, with this country to relieve America's dependence on the CCP. So this is not about helping. America to, you know, decouple from the CCP because the Vietnam also, that th- they have been buying American uh, Boeing jet, and so it's for their own economy. And so, but I think it, it, it is going to reduce America's dependence on China to some extent. But Vietnam is in no comparison to CCP country when it comes to the population, 1.4 billion, and also humongous market this is not going to uh, help at all
0: So of course it'll be pitched to us that uh, we're diversifying where we're getting things from and it will help us it will help us not be so reliant on China M- My thought is and I'm curious what is Vietnam's relationship with China if you got two communist countries, China's much bigger than Vietnam, I got to believe China has some kind of control over over Vietnam. What is the relationship there?
1: They have very close relationship, China and uh, Vietnam, because they share the same ideology. They're, they both are communist government, but they also have some disputes on border issue. And so they don't get quite they don't get along quite well. And so I think that, you know, just like North Korea and the CCP, they're very close. Uh, China has been supplying North Korea with food and supply despite the U.S. sanction. But it doesn't mean that they are they love each other. They just need each other. And now they have a common purpose that bind them all together. That is in Kim Jong-un's word is to fight American imperialism—that's mm-hmm. what bind them all together. So I think you know it works to America's advantage uh, to build a better relationship with with Vietnam. If, if you need a Boeing plane, if you need uh, anything from the U.S., you know they can. You know it will help reduce their dependence on the
3: CCP country.
0: Okay, um, Elon Musk. Let me play a clip from him and then get your uh, get your comments.
3: Now, that said I, I think I understand China well I've been there many times I've met with uh, the senior leadership um, uh, at many levels of China for, for many years and so I, I think I've got a pretty good understanding of, um, at least of, as an outsider of China so and, and and Tesla has been very successful domestically in China so um, you know the, the fundamental thing here is is really Taiwan um, the uh, China has, well, really since uh for like half a century or so, uh, maybe longer at this point, much longer at this point, their their policy has been to to um, sort of reunite Taiwan with China. Uh, from this standpoint, it, you know, it may be just analogous to like Hawaii or, or something like that. Like an integral part of China that is arbitrarily not part of China. Um, mostly because of the, the U.S., uh, stopped, as the U.S. Pacific fleet has stopped uh, any any sort of um, reunification effort force. Um, so, now re- really things getting to the point um, increasingly year over year uh, where China's military strength is increasing and ours is more or less uh, static. And strategically you, know, you can imagine trying to defend Taiwan. is not, not easy because uh, it's it's very close to the coast of china, um, so there will come a point if you know pro- probably not the not too distant future where China's military strength in that region far exceeds u s military strength in that region and if one is to take uh, China's policy literally and probably one should um, then there will be some forceful uh, uh, of for- a force will be used for You know, uh, to incorporate Taiwan into China, this is what they've said.
0: All right. So, quite frankly, Nicole, I think uh, Twitter, now X, is great for Elon because it gets him to compress his thoughts in writing. He's not the greatest communicator in the world when it comes to exposing or espousing his thoughts here. It takes him a little while to get there. But when he gets there, we we see what's happening. Your thoughts on his very drawn-out comments there?
1: My thoughts are always to follow the money and because – Tesla factory in Shanghai is doing very well this month, and they have sold more cars than expected. And that's why Elon Musk is towing the lines of the CCP propaganda. If Elon Musk has a loved one or one of his children being abused in communist China or being sent to the Uyghurs concentration camp or lost freedom due to the CCP's suppression, I think that he's going to talk very differently so it's all about money people who have been profiting from the ccp or whose wealth is dependent on keeping the ccp in power they will talk like that Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, i tend to agree with you on that um what do you make of what will happen if the ccp goes into taiwan do you think they will go into taiwan and um my assessment is I fear Taiwan is going to fall under this administration being the Biden administration, and I don't think a shot's going to be fired. I I fear that Xi Jinping feels that strongly about going and taking Taiwan, and he knows that Joe Biden is weak or maybe even on the payroll of China, and Taiwan falls and the people there are just resigned to it. Um, I know that may not be what you want to hear or many people want to hear, but that's my biggest fear, Nicole.
1: That is also my biggest fear. And that is also the biggest fear of the more than 20 million people living in Taiwan, because we know Xi Jinping is inflicted with many troubles domestically. I mean, he's, you know, the uh, economy is not doing good and foreign policy is failing. And also recently, you know, there have been disappearance of his, you know, defense minister. We, We already know that he replaced the entire... Uh, military leadership of the rocket force. And so he's facing a lot of internal problems and troubles. And the one way to divert people's attention, especially the Chinese people's frustration with his his leadership, is to start a war externally. So this attack on Taiwan is imminent. And in fact, yesterday, the Taiwan minister uh, reported that the CCP has sent more than 40 planes flying into the island, you know, zone, which is like a provocation against the U.S. And now Russia, you know, it, it is said that Russia is suggesting a joint military drill uh, by North Korea, CCP and Russia. And next week, CCP's uh, foreign minister is going to pay a, another vi- uh, a visit to Russia to talk about a more military alliance. We already know Kim Jong-un had a very fruitful discussion and meeting with Putin. They talk about supplying each other with, you know, supplies and oil and technology. And so clearly, I mean, you know, under our nose, the evil of access is forming.
0: You know, uh, you broke this news uh, on the Real America's Voice show about Xi Jinping working with Russia and North Korea and, and creating this new access of evil and corruption and, and uh, Russia, North Korea and China. Um, this was a report from CBS News um, reporting on on Kim jong-un going to Russia just as as you and the new federal state of China called it and it certainly looks like everything that you said is playing out. We'll have to see about these what three to five hundred thousand troops you said that North Korea may provide to Russia which is just, I mean, that's the start of World War III. But let me play this clip for you. Kim
3: Jong-un rode his armored mystery train into Russia to meet Vladimir Putin. But there was no mystery about the message the two dictators were sending. This is our new Cosmodrome, Putin told Kim. And the sight of them, touring Russia's newest space launch facility looked like a down payment on a Russian promise to help North Korea develop more powerful missiles that could threaten the U.S., Probably not by coincidence, North Korea launched two
0: short-range missiles just before the visit began. Kim was all ears, asking detailed questions about the diameter of a rocket. The U.S.
3: was all ears, too. Any arrangement that would uh, improve uh, North Korea's military capabilities would be of, uh, certainly would be of significant concern to us.
0: All right, Nicole, I have a philosophy I tell my son. He's 14 years old, ninth grade. I said, you're the driver of the bus. You got to make sure you only put good people on the bus. And when bad people are on the bus, you kick them off. My basketball coach told me good things happen to good people. Surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Xi Jinping is doing the exact opposite of that advice. When you talk about putting good people on the bus and good things happen to good people, he's putting very bad people on the bus. Xi Jinping is driving a bus. He just loaded Kim Jong-un. He's now got Vladimir Putin. They're all getting on the bus together. Bad things happen when you have bad people on the bus. And bad things happen. Well, bad things happen to good people sometimes. But bad things often happen to bad people a lot. This is the worst case scenario. It goes everything against I teach my son, yet we're watching it play out on a world stage. Well,
1: absolutely. What you described is... You know a philosophy very familiar to the Chinese people. It's called karma. I mean, when you have you know good people surrounding you, you have good karma, and good fortune will come to you. Well, I like to add two bad guys to Xi Jinping's boss. One is the uh, Venezuela president, uh, Nicolas Maduro. He was visiting Beijing, and he uh, you know he and she made deeper commitment to each other. They're going to support each other's economy, trade, and, uh, you know, define the sanction that U.S. U.S. has placed uh, against uh, uh, Venezuela. And second is the Taliban uh, regime. Um, two days ago, um, actually on Wednesday, uh, the CCP sent its new ambassador to meet with the Taliban uh, regime's, you know, leadership and they pledge more support for each other. So we're talking about all the countries, bad actors on the international stage that has been sanctioned by the U.S. They're forming a coalition together mm-hmm. and led by the CCP. So this, is the, this has got to be the gravest threat we're facing in this country. And imagine if we have President Trump in the White House, none of this would happen yeah. because when Trump was in the White House, Kim Jong-un was peaceful. I mean, because Trump told him, my nuclear button is bigger than yours. And Xi Jinping was not aggressive. And Xi Jinping was, you know, muted. And then Putin was not aggressive. And now, with weak leadership in this country, all of the dictators, they come out strong. And not only that, they're banding together. They're supporting each uh, each other. And in Kim Jong-un's word, they're fighting against American imperialism.
0: Yeah. Well, when you think about it, when President Trump was in office, as you said, China was held in in check. You had North Korea was not testing any of their rockets either. There was no uh, no advances in that front to try to threaten the world. They weren't testing rockets. And Vladimir Putin was very quiet. He was not on the he was not on the move. But a week, Joe Biden has everybody now uh, jumping on the bad boy bus. And that's exactly what is rolling, sadly. Um Nicole, I'm so grateful to the new federal state of China. You know, you talk about karma and surrounding yourself with good people. I love the new federal state of China. I love everybody involved with it. And uh, and I'm so grateful when you come on the program and, and talk about all of this stuff.
1: And thank you so much. And we love the Stinchfield Army and uh, all the patriots. We love you because we need America to stay strong because this world need America to be first. Thank well. you.
0: Stinchfield's army rolls with the new federal state of China. That's for sure. Um, Nicole Sai of the new federal state of China. As always, I thank you so much for coming on the program. And folks, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget to go to GrantStinchfield.com. GrantStinchfield.com. Stinchfield 1776 on all the social media platforms. If you're watching this on Rumble or Getter, please hit the like button, share the video uh, everywhere you can, and of course, you can sign up for the email list and subscribe to the podcast, the Rumble Channel, all the places, uh, all at the website, grantstinchfield.com. Again, as I always say, Stinchfield's Army Rolls. Thanks to all of you.